Hello and welcome to Speak About the Spark, brought to you by createschool.ie. In this series of podcasts, we talk to various talented creative people about what sparks their creativity and their process in doing what they do. My name is Justin Cullen, I'm a songwriter and musician, and every fortnight Peter or myself will be talking to someone from the field of creative arts, gaining an insight into their process and hopefully picking up some useful hints and techniques that you and I can use in our own creativity. At Create School, we deliver workshops in movie making, stop motion animation, podcasting and songwriting, and have been delivering these workshops for nearly 20 years. If you'd like to get in touch with us with suggestions and thoughts, please find us at Create School on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and Instagram, or email us at info at createschool.ie. For links to the guests and their work, or anything else mentioned in this series, go to createschool.ie forward slash spark. In this week's episode, Peter talks to one of Ireland's most renowned folk songwriters, Declan O'Rourke. Declan tells us about his process, what it's like to revisit old songs, and what inspired him to start writing. Enjoy. Last night in a dream, Sarah ran to me. My uncle John was there, and we were laughing. Declan O'Rourke, welcome. Thanks, Peter. Lovely to see you. We know each other a long time back. We were involved in the IMRO Songwriters Week in Minute. They were great. Yeah, they were brilliant, weren't they? There was. There was another one in Killarney. That was the initial first one. I was on that one. That was great. Yeah, I heard it was. Yeah, and I remember uh, meeting you and then seeing you get up and play. It was Minute. Right. Wasn't it? Was, was that the first place we met? In the Gar Club. I think maybe. I'm right, yeah, in the Gar Club, yeah. Yeah, in my note, yeah. And just going, wow, this is cool. Uh, wasn't it? Everyone got up right, and played yeah, the songs. Yeah, it was brilliant. Brilliant And times. then kind of from that, after that, we started doing song school, really, and just the whole vibe of trying to encourage people to write songs. I'm still at it, around the place, in schools, and it's good fun still writing songs myself and all the guys that put Girls that work with us would be songwriters. So it's really interesting. And the more, as you're a musician and songwriter, I think it's really interesting. The more you write songs, the more you get interested in the process of writing songs. Oh, yeah. And the more you like talking about it. Yeah, and how yeah. people do it. And yeah. What do you do? And yeah. so, um, when did you start? Where did I start songwriting? Well, it, it kind of, songwriting came to me as a complete um, surprise. Uh, in, in, in such a way I was in a band when I was a teenager and uh, we lived out in Ballyfermot and um, a bunch of us like we were kind of rock kids you know smelly rockers we called we were called by everyone else really you know you had long band, hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> smelly rockers I tell you that was like a, a stigma at the time but I often thought if I was ever going to get a tattoo it'd be like smelly rockers forever <laughs> <laughs> but um you know, we could easily go off on a tangent there already. But um, there was a few of us, and we used to practice in the local priest shed. They used to let us, this this lovely priest used to let us use a shed. And we'd bring our gear down, and we'd jam out the back of this shed. Now, every day during summer and everything, we were playing all kinds of stuff, Guns N' Roses and whatever it was, you know. Uh, 
But this this fella joined our band one day and he was from town. He was a singer. We needed a singer. At the time, I didn't sing. And um, he came in and we jammed all day, played a lot of songs. He was into Led Zeppelin and stuff. And at the end of the day, we were just about to pack up and leave. And he says, hey, why don't we try a couple of my songs, you know? And we were all just like, what do you mean your songs? You know, that's not the way this works. That's, you're breaking the rules here, you know. It was smelly rockers. It was, you know, it was a shock. And I had never considered that songs come directly from, you know, it was just an epiphany kind of. And uh, so we played a couple of his songs and it was just, it just made sense. It was a lot of fun. There were little riffy things and I don't even know what they were about, but I went home that night and I started trying to write something straight away. And I was, I think I was 15, 16. And uh, that was it. I never stopped since. Never, you know? Yeah. And just from kind of a, a reference, something, um, I'd say non-script, but just something coincidental or just somebody said happenstance maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I had always loved lyrics and, you know, I was always a listener and I was interested in descriptive stuff. And, you know, I, I can tell now looking backwards, I can pinpoint things that happened in school, say, where I'd get picked out for a creative essay or something. Like, right. you know, the signs were maybe there that I liked that kind of thing. I liked putting words together. Um, again, like another religious reference, believe it or not, when I was, and uh, I'm not religious at all, but when I was a kid and we were in the culture of mass here, like we went to mass every Sunday and it was like, you know, everybody made the communion and you were, it was just part of everyday life. But I, I, I remember I used to know all of everything the priest was going to say off by heart. And you sit there in mass and I'd be just, just melting along with him and trying to go ahead of him in my, in my mind. And I thought I wanted to be a priest then for that period of my life when I was seven or eight. But later on, I realized I just like knowing the words. I just like being able to, you know. So mm. the, those things, I guess, added little. up. They're a little, I was training. Yeah. <laughs> That's mad, isn't it? Uh, I suppose little, looking back here, yeah, you can see the signs. And were you writing poetry? Or? No, no I, was, I never tried writing anything apart from what I had to write in school. Until this point mm. where I started trying to write songs. And I mean, that, that, like I said, I was 15 or 16 then, but I think the first time I, I finished anything that you could class as shape of a song was I, was I was around 19 or 20. You know, and then it was about 24 before I ever performed one in public. You know, and I was writing them all the time and doing this kind of apprenticeship on my own if you know what I mean I think I, that wouldn't Manus wouldn't have been long after that then that was I was about 24 25 then yeah, yeah. that was very soon afterwards because yeah. I remember just uh, Stephen maybe talking to you at the time and it was quite new you yeah, got, did a song right. with Rosie actually if I that's remember that's right yeah yeah that's yeah. wow so yeah it's, looking back it's always amazing isn't it I had a mate who uh, used to play at a barbecue when I was starting off and uh he played a song called Queerfish or Queerfish. I can't remember the name, right. but played this song. It was just unbelievable. Then we'd come back from the pub one night and we're sitting down and he played it and uh, that was it. He only ever played 
Yeah. Every time we seen him play it, and then we talked him into it afterwards, another couple of years later, and he played it before mobile phones and recording. But that song in my head still, I want to write a song as good as that. You know what I mean? We all yeah, do it. You yeah, kind of get yeah. these things. I'm just saying it's funny it's how amazing. these moments. Yeah, yeah. I suppose we want to emulate what somebody does to us, what yeah. something makes us feel. You know, and you you really want it like something moves you in such a tremendous way. And you go, I want to be able to do that to people or for people. Like the emotional connection kind of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, it's it's a it it can be spiritual, I suppose. You know, it's evident in your songs though, because there's a lot of emotion, and I don't mean emotion necessarily, but I mean there's emotional content there, isn't there? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of it's it's nearly entirely autobiographical or from people around me and my close-knit circle, if you know what I mean. Gotcha. Or, you know, but I suppose some of them are just stories you come across, but it's always, uh, I mean, people people ask me all the time, how do you write songs or what do you write songs about? And it's that simple. I just say, it's whatever moves you, you know. It can be like some, somebody says that you find moving or, uh, or that kind of tickles your curiosity in some way, mm-hmm. but something has to happen inside you that makes you go, you know, yeah. and I wanna, I wanna put that in a song, transport it, into, make somebody else feel that. You know, Eric was talking now. We had Eric Bogle on before, and he was talking about honesty. He said that's a key thing, and it's dead right. Like it has to be. You got to believe what you're singing, and then a yeah. people will believe you. But we would say, I suppose we're asked in workshops, or whatever. What do you write about? And I think what we say is, the best answer is to write about what you know. Write about your world. You don't so live true. in LA. Yeah. And you don't live on wherever. It's your And world. as well as that, it's so hard. We've all tried it. It's very hard to concoct something out of nothing. It's very hard to make something up. Or yeah. if you have even like uh, an idea that you'd like to create and flesh out, if, if there's not real events or happenings to build it around, it's very hard to, to make it sound authentic. You say in your circle of friends, but would you read much? Would you watch television? Does sometimes you need some sort of other stimuli? Or? Yeah, it can be. It can come from anywhere, I suppose. Often a book or... and uh, But interestingly, I've had a number of songs be triggered by books, and yet I only got to read a page or a couple of pages. And, you know, it's, it's a very interesting thing i found. Like, uh, say, for example, one song uh, was called Poor Boy's Shoes. And I, I, I opened a book. It was called The Workhouses of Ireland. It was about famine times. And uh, in the kind of preface, or it introduced a couple of things, and it said, we will talk about this, we'll talk about that, we'll tell you about the story of this, or the story about that. And in about three or four lines, it told this little story about something that happened to a family in West Cork. And the hair just completely stood up on my neck. It was so powerful, you know. And I instantly wanted to write a song about it. Now, so I started the song. and As in you stopped reading and you started the song? Well, I, d- I just started writing the song while I was reading the book. Oh, yeah. And I, was, I didn't want to rush it. I didn't want to jump over something that might be integral or something. I didn't know where in the book the story was. And um, I kept writing. And by the time I got to the story, I'd finished the song. <laughs> You know, which took, now that took me a while. It sounds like it was very quick. It was months. A very, very heavy reading book. But um, it, what, I, what I learned was that I had gotten everything I needed in that initial spark. 
and the feeling that I got, I didn't really need anything else. And when I got to the two full pages, say, that were dedicated to the story, there was nothing there that was useful to me in terms of detail that I was needing or that I would hope for. And that's happened to me a few times, you know. And you may, you know, go and, like, you'll get the spark, and you say, I want to write about that. You start to go and do your research, and you start to, you want to turn over every stone and make sure you're not missing something that's really important. But you find in the end that you had everything you needed in yeah. the beginning. Wow, that's really overanalyzing yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But you, 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 like, that song obviously inspired by history, mm-hmm. sort of 16. So there's a lot of stuff there. Would you say the ballad, folk traditions, big part of your music? Always has been, always has been, yeah. Uh, I was raised on ballads, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, a mixture of some other good stuff, too. My parents were listening to a bit of Motown, and my mother liked Bob Marley, and my dad was into classical guitar and this kind of stuff, a bit of blues. and But fundamental, the central thing to it all was great folk music, great folk songs, you know, and... Um, in fact, I don't know if I told Eric, I may have told him, but one of my earliest memories of a song where I actually found myself being transported and being inside the story and the song was The Greenfields of France or No Man's Land. Yeah. And I think that was one of those fundamental moments, you know, where I might have thought, you know, it's it, it's something some about this process I like. You know, he well, Eric had a lot of songs like that. I think, yeah, uh, yeah it's true. And to say to him, it was the first gig I went to. I was ten. I remember that. I met him, and just been blown away. Mm. Still listen. There's not a lot of music you'd listen to. Well, okay, you've got pretty good taste there. Your mum and dad, sure, yeah, Motown yeah. stuff. A lot of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Ballads are something. Uh, they've survived. That's it. That, well, they, um, I think. There'll always be a, a, an appetite for them because they tell stories and that's people people always love stories. It's fundamental to our way of communicating and you know uh, it's how we learn lots of things and it's how it's, again it's how we kind of share emotion and express things and you know um, you just can't beat a good story. And there's a form with ballads, it's interesting, but yeah. it still survived. And in Ireland when I first come back, like you look at the charts, what's interesting in Ireland is that um, local music, indigenous music, even really, if you say traditional music yeah. or ballads, still chart. Yeah. They still do, you know. They or do, yeah. Certain yeah. people yeah. that sing, uh, it's been ever yeah. thus, I think, for, for so long, and I can't see a time when they're not going to still be popular. Guys like yourself and Damien Dempsey revisiting it, it's interesting because sure, yeah, yeah. it's keeping it alive, you know. Yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, I guess in a way... Um, I mean, it is part of the fabric of the culture, I think, isn't it? Mm. Um, in a way, you would think because of the global, the globalization of kind of popular music and it's killing off some of this kind of stuff, you know. But I think uh, and I hope that there will always be people who, who take up this kind of button, you know. Take the, yes. Um, I mean, we... Myself and Damien, say, for example, we were influenced by all those people. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's why we love playing that stuff and we've inherited it in a way, you know. Um, and there's, I'm sure there's other people out there doing it, you know. 
It's funny when we go around to schools and we could literally be in West Cork, Galway, anywhere. Right? Yeah. It's funny, you'll get kids who, what do you listen to? And all of the contemporary music, but there's still a real core of kids who say, oh, I still love Luke Kelly or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or I love ballads and I love yeah, stuff. And I, yeah. I think that's brilliant. It's amazing. Um, a it's real amazing mix, you know, yeah. and yeah. they're not made to listen to them. They chose yeah. like you chose, like you responded to a particular type. Yeah. Tell us when you're writing songs, um, like is there a method you normally use? Like would you write lyrics first or? Um, they kind of come together for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would kind of, um, once once I get the, the initial spark again, which is the thing that keeps coming up, I suppose, it's the beginning of everything. But um, I try to, before it goes too far in either direction, either with music or words, I try to get the other one involved, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with, with good songs, it happens very quickly. Yeah. And they they just go... They run together all the way to the finish line, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, that way, I think they're kind of, um, they suit each other more, you know. But there's no hard and fast rule, it's the simple answer. Um, you develop habits, I think. And for, for a long time, I have done a lot of writing in my head. Like I would kind of write the song in my head before I actually touch an instrument. And then I figure out how to play what I'm hearing in here because I'm afraid of old habits getting in the way, you know, like say, put your hands on the guitar and you go to a particular chord. Same or, progression even. You know what I mean? So I try to stay away from that, at least until I'm pretty sure of the format of it because I find myself that whatever's going on in your subconscious is much more free and original in terms of music it will come up with. And so I, I let it do its thing, you know, try to... Try so it's to, the kind of stream of conscious in a way? or Yeah, I guess, yeah. Well, um, I think, I think, say you get a line in your head and it comes with a melody. Mm-hmm. You even might start to hear a bit of instrumentation. Now, in the past, I've often picked up an instrument and tried to follow what I'm doing and instantly change it. And you and or you can even by the sound of the instrument you pick up, you can actually forget what it sounded like in your head, yeah. Because you've got something else that your brain just recorded, and you know you know you're getting in the way of it. So, what I do sometimes the easiest thing is I sing something into my phone, and um, I don't even often need to go back to that. It's like, it's like uh, if you've ever noticed, a great way to remember words is to write them down. And it's like it imprints it in your brain. It's similar with the recording of it for me. You don't need to really go back and reference it. It's like it just logs it in. Does it? And yeah. are you just using like a voice recorder? Just a voice like recorder on my phone, yeah. Do you use other technology for writing or well, obviously recording, but, but... Only recording, yeah. No, I wouldn't use anything for writing. It's just... so. Or the only other thing I would use is the notepad on my phone. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, it's kind of replaced the, the pocket notebook. You, you know, find, yeah, okay. Because, yeah. well, pocket notebooks have a habit of getting stuck in the wash or falling exactly, out. Exactly, yeah. Lost, yeah. <laughs> or you start in one pocket together. notebook and you're finishing another. Yeah. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to love the ritual of that, though. I used to have, I'd start with, and I, was, I used to be always getting presents of a nice book, you know. Uh, 
and what I do is yeah, yeah those kind of things you know and what I would do is when I start a song I'd go to the back of the book yeah. scribble the notes and little bits and bobs while I was figuring it out and when I finished with all the notes and I knew, I'd write the song into the beginning Oh, yeah, okay. And so eventually the two met in the middle of the book, you know. <laughs> it's like uh, the meeting of the two minds. You know, of so. a, a few, of a, a good collection of five or six of those that are full of songs, you know. And uh, But um, inevitably the phone just started to replace okay. that because your phone can edit the words as you go and, you know. And would you go back to that when you're coming to write or record or whatever, would you have that with you and you're flicking through looking for ideas if you need them? The, uh, the, the phone the thing? The phone, yeah. Well, by the time I record a song, um, it's pretty much set in stone. Okay. And I will have gigged it for some time before. And um, I don't know, I very rarely change words of a song once it's finished. Uh-huh. And I find it hard to even, even if there are some that have gotten by, you know, there was something you liked about them, but they weren't quite there. I've, I've tried going back sometimes to dig one out and say, how do I make this better? And I, I find it's the energy is better spent moving forward on the new song. Not to go back. And we're just talking to Eric because he was saying he went back and re recorded and he did obviously because of arrangements or whatever. Sure. It's interesting. Some people do revisit yeah, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did it one time a couple of years ago and what I ended up with was a song based on just the first line of one of the songs. Okay. I wrote a whole new song to it, you know. Cool. And that was cool. You yeah. Know? Well, that's yeah. kind of moving forward, but starting one step forward yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah. Well, the other way around. It didn't yeah. fix the version that was there, but. Uh, and do you do co write still, like, or would you? Or? Very little of it, but, um, you know, and to, it, like you just reminded me there as well. I, I had this guy I've met in Australia. He's, uh-huh. he's from actually uh, Loud, Mead area, Eugene Donegan, and we were a duo kind of. Before I came home from Australia in right, okay. say uh, ninety nine, and uh, we wrote a little bunch of songs independently of one another, but around each other, you know. Right. And we end up going making our first CD in Sydney, and uh, we have been friends for like when we both moved home, a couple of little things happened, and we ended up going our separate ways, but remained the closest of friends, and. Um, we always had this little CD of the, you know, six or seven songs we recorded, and they went down as a, a mix. Like there was nothing you could change yeah. about them. And uh, but recently, I said to him, "You know what? It's nearly twenty years ago now." I said, "I think we should get together, polish up a few of the old ones, and uh, if we can, you know, see if there's a bit of life in them." And uh, write a few together because we have written one or two over the years since together he's he'd be, back in Ireland yeah yeah oh, he came back even just before me but um, he'd be one of the few people that I have co-written with and enjoyed yeah. the process kind of and um, so we got together last week yeah. and we wrote one song and we polished off we took, we played four from the old bunch and we were just like little kids you know That's it was awesome. great yeah. fun and we were like just loads of life in these songs they they actually it was like they grew for now. It was, you know, it was yeah. like we had written them with older heads at the time. They didn't suit <laughs> us, you know. And so we're going to make an album, I think, uh, just for ourselves, 20, 20 years and do a little tour or something. You know? That's brilliant. Yeah. Isn't it? But it's funny they've just sat, sat there. Like, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. They've just sat there all the years and, you know. Because often you go back after 20 years and go, eh, 
you know, yeah. you'd think, yeah. particularly when you were quite formative in terms of songwriting and yeah. setting out and stuff. Um, only a couple of things I want to ask about. Uh, the music industry, it's changed and changing, even when you would have kicked off. Like, it's interesting to see these days, you know, the traditional career of kind of get an album deal, blah, 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 do a tour, all that kind of stuff. It's all changed and changing. I wonder a lot of the people we'd be meeting often would be people maybe really keen starting off, a lot of teenagers, mm-hmm. say, and amazing songwriters. And, well, how do you go? And I have no idea. It's, yeah. the, it's such yeah. a weird, changeable career, isn't it, these days? It it's, it's all up in the air at the minute, isn't it? Um, for everybody, whether you're established or, or starting out, and uh, I think the best answer to is to just keep trying to make good music, mm. try to make the best music you can, play to as many people as you can, and it'll it'll find a way. Hopefully, good music will find a way as long as you keep pushing it. You know, you have to. It's 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 uh it's about levels of exposure. I think it's a numbers game, isn't it? And mm. as we see with some of the crappiest music in the world. You can actually make it stick if you get enough people to hear it and put stuff behind it. So I mean, I've always believed. I mean, I've 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 never felt like I've played a show anywhere and had people walk away and say it was crap. You know, I always feel like I walk away and go, I kind of did what I was what I wanted to do there, and on various levels, one level or another, you know. And so yeah. it's simply. A numbers game, I think the more people I play to, the more people are going to like this, the better chance I have. You know, uh, all the rest of it is up for grabs. I think it's like, like you know, remember seeing a soccer game when you were a kid and all the kids like swarm of bees fall on the ball. Yeah, That's what music is at the <laughs> minute, you know. But the odd time there's somebody off on a different part of the pitch and they come up with some kind of but, clever yeah. thing on their own, you know. You have to be creative and come up with something interesting. That's it. Follow... Yourself, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Declan, great. Thanks so much, man, for your time. Pleasure. Thanks a million. Great to catch up again. You, See you in another 15 years. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. Thanks, man. Some sound advice there from Declan O'Rourke. You can find links to some of the things he talked about, including links to his music on createschool.ie forward slash spark. CreateSchool is home of creative art workshops. Our songwriting workshop has been encouraging people, young and old, to write their own songs and express themselves for almost 20 years. If you'd like to get in touch with suggestions and thoughts, please find us at Create School on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and Instagram, or email us at info at createschool.ie. We'll leave you now with a song by Declan O'Rourke. This is Children of Sixteen. Thank you to Declan and to you for listening. Catch you next time. Among the dead and fallen were the
the children of sixteen Those children of the tenement slums Who daily with their pals A brazen wild brigade sprang up Between the two canals With their handcarts over cobbled stone They rattled, skid and tore Barefooted as they scavenged through The crossfire and the gore The bombs and shelling made And snipers' bullets pierced and whipped The sulfured April haze There was fighting from the Union to The mill above the green And it made a great excitement for the children of But through their blood and martyrdom Republic soon was born High aloft its streets and buildings now Their names can ever be seen But still missing from the pages are the children of sixteen. Nor Pierce, nor Clark, McDonough, nor the Connolly we know would rest where they remembered on. And are they not the fathers of our nation proud and free? And our sisters and our brothers then, the children of sixteen.